Hello, everyone. I was going to say good afternoon, but for our guest Depends today, where you are, huh? Yeah, our guest, <laughs> Jason Sotiris, is joining us all the way from Australia. So it's 7.30 in the morning, his time. Um, I am Catherine Partisini, and... I'm Richard Wilmore. This way. <laughs> and this is Jason. And Jason is the creator of Super Tea. And I'm going to let him... Um, talk about what that is and how it came about. Welcome, Jason. Morning uh, or afternoon, depending where you are. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. Jason, are you, are, are you a coffee drinker? Uh, yes, I, uh, okay. I've just demolished my first of the day, so okay. I'm ready. Okay, we can Let's be friends. This. Demolished. <laughs> I like that. I just demolished it. Uh, yeah, tell everybody about where you're from, because that's always yeah. exciting to me, because we talk to people from everywhere. And... Uh, why you're here which is such a cool like Catherine like screamed at me when she found you and it was like we need to have him and I'm like okay <laughs> go stalk uh, well, him I'm, and find I'm him speaking... <laughs> yeah uh, well I'm speaking to you from Sydney Australia um, and today's temperature is going to be uh, about 30 degrees which I, I don't know what that is you use a different uh, type of temperature you use Fahrenheit don't you so I, I can't work that out we We're the only ones. Miles, so. <laughs> I'm going to Google while you talk to figure out what that is. Um, and I am a father of three uh, with my three children currently getting ready to go to school today. And I am a construction worker who's had, um, I, I've had a crack at reinventing the hospital gown for mm. kids. And that was on the back of an experience that, we went through as a family with my um, my daughter, Angela, who is my firstborn, um, battling a rare type of cancer and wanting to make a difference for her. And so after a couple of years of trial and error and failing forward, as I say, we finally did it. And we came out with the super tier, medical garment disguised as a superhero costume for sick kids in hospital. We have a somewhere in here. Let me see it. I want to. I. This is so. What a, a genius idea. Were you at all artistic? I know you're a construction worker, which is a, an art in itself. But yes. like, were, were you uh, doing any sort of like visual arts or music or anything? Like, how did this idea pop in your head? Well, um, I. I I'm so tempted to say yes, but unfortunately, Richard, I'm not. <laughs> I'm nowhere near as artistic as the people that that I've been privileged to meet. Uh, the wonderful thing about Super T is I think I got to a point where essentially the, the story is a, a father has had enough of feeling useless, as a lot of parents do, and wanted to do something, even something very small to make a difference. And because there's so many parents like me out there that also want to make a difference, when you get enough people together, great change can happen. Mm. And so I, I, I had the, the concept in my mind. I had an idea of how I wanted it to look. But when you come across people that have that creativity, that flair, that, that artistic talent, they just take it to a whole new level, don't they? So it's been quite a journey. 
it um I, I am a superhero fan i grew up watching all the movies i don't know if if the both of you are familiar with the marvel movies or dc movies oh, yes. i grew up watching those um <laughs> My son is a superhero fanatic. He has all the costumes. He's very easy to buy gifts for, especially for Christmas. And he actually inspired the superhero theme. Uh, he spent a lot of time away from his sister. And uh, even at a very young age, he knew that when the bags were packed and left by the front door, that he was going to lose his sister for a couple of days. And even at a very young age, he would try and move those bags or hide those bags thinking that he could save her or stop her from having to go to hospital, hmm. which is always heart wrenching to see because he, he just didn't want to lose his best friend. Uh, even though she had to go to hospital for scans or treatments or what have you. So he inspired the superhero idea. And it's just interesting when you've got the theme in your mind and you've got, you've kind of got an idea of the end goal, how you just meet people along the way that help you along that journey. So, no, that's the long answer of me saying, no, I'm not that, I'm not that artistic, unfortunately. If I feel like I've let you down. No, 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 no. I think it's almost more fascinating that a non-artistic person would do something like that. I really believe Super T is the combination and culmination of everybody's talents. Everybody has contributed, whether in... Uh, in a big or small way, it's like many drops fill up a bucket. Um, it's, you know, it, it doesn't get there without the help of others, I think. Mm -hmm. You talk about this concept of um, failing forward. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about um, how that showed up in this process of creating Super Tease, because it... I think like we hear these stories and it sounds so nice. It's like they had this idea and here it is. <laughs> and it's, it's not quite that simple as you're saying, like it took a lot of people and a lot of creative energy and time. And so um, if you could yes. share a little about the, the failures too, and how you continued despite that. <clears throat> well, I, I think if we, if we start that, that answer with a little bit about me, as a person, um, prior to my daughter, Angela being diagnosed, I've always been that person to start something, but never quite follow through. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, you start a new project, you have a new idea in your mind, you start it off and you feel like, you know, you're getting somewhere in life and then life happens and you just don't get to finish it. And that, that is terribly frustrating for, at least for myself. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And then when Angela was diagnosed, the mental health impact that it had on, on me as a father and, you know, as a man, I, I really felt so useless and was desperate to help. She went through nearly three years of treatment. She was diagnosed with a condition called Langerhans cell hysteocytosis. I had to learn how to say that word and pronounce <laughs> that word. It's a very rare condition. One in 100,000 people get it. We live near a stadium here that holds 35,000 people. Could fill it up uh, twice and still not get to her. And right. I had to ask the question that a lot of parents in that situation would like to know. And that is, what are her chances of beating it? <clears throat> and it's a very serious conversation. They, they tell you direct. And they gave her, based on other similar case studies, 
a 20 to 25% chance of survival. So it was a completely hopeless situation. The evening that after we were just given our diagnosis, we were ushered into a hospital room um, where she was going to treatment. And just after a terribly sad day, I had to hold on to some type of hope. I had to add, I had to have something positive. So I made Angela two promises. The first promise was, I don't know how daddy's going to afford it, but as soon as we get to walk out of this hospital, I'm taking you straight to Disneyland. And the second thing was, I'm going to find a way to keep this invisible monster away. So that really ignited a, a fire in me to want to do something, to at least be useful, to at least be something that works against this enemy. And what followed was three years of just, you know, anything that could go wrong for this kid went wrong from infections, reactions, um, relapse. It took a clever team of people, one, an eminent doctor in Texas, to really make um, a, a difference for Angela. While she was in her hospital bed, and, you know, the chemo that they give the kids, it's quite harsh, some of it, and it causes them to lose their hair and to lose weight. <clears throat> and you can see that they're becoming this frail, um, fading version of themselves, I think is the only way I can describe and that just added more desperation to me to have to do something. And when you have a lot of time and a lot of um, passion to help, I think something will eventually come your way. You're, you're, you're looking for a way to make a difference. And I just noticed after one particular day, Angela, after she was given chemo, you know, caused them to throw up quite often. And hygiene is the one thing that we, we as parents can control. And whilst they are confined to a hospital bed and they have all these wires and tubes, she had a um, heart monitor, she had a, a, a cannula, and she had something called a central line, which is essentially a plastic tube that just pops out of her chest, which is how they administer the chemo and withdraw blood for testing and that sort of thing. It was very hard to keep Angela clothed. And a lot of parents, what they do, they just let their child remain half naked or they wear a normal T-shirt and they just cut it off and throw it away. She didn't like being um, without a top on. So we, we had the T-shirt on. She didn't want to wear a hospital gown. No one wants to wear a hospital gown. And she threw up, made a mess. And I'm trying to navigate through all these wires and tubes whilst I'm waiting for the nurse because no parent wants to touch their child and temple with all this equipment. And I just thought to myself, why hasn't someone come up with something just to make it easy for parents just to do a simple task such as changing their ch uh, child's top? Now, I've never sewn a button or made a T-shirt in my life. I, I still don't know if I could handle that, to be honest. But the idea sat in my mind. And as I sat by her bed after countless nights, I would just look and I would wonder and I would think and I would imagine in my mind how could I solve this problem? So I identified a problem that would make it easier if I could overcome it. And we went to work with different prototypes. We opened it with Velcro, buttons, zippers. I, I think all in all, with all the minor adjustments we made, I'm not surprised that we reached close to 200 prototypes. Wow. It's just a, a lot of ways that you could create a garment to cater for different things. 
But the good thing was when you spend nearly three years in hospital, you get to form relationships with nurses and other parents. And when you share the idea with them, they're more than happy to help because they know how much it means to you, especially when you express it with passion. So they became a wealth of information and I got to see a lot of the common problems that parents and nurses faced. I think a lot of people how much of a, an impact it makes financially on, on the families when a child is diagnosed. Often mum or dad or, or both are, are not working anymore. And so that impacts your finances. So here I am. I've got a child that needs constant care. I've got very little money, but I've got this idea. Again, you put that request out to the universe, something in time will come back if you keep asking. You learn very quickly who was there for you in, in your toughest times. Uh, when you find yourself in a situation like I was in, you notice who comes to visit and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Who is there for you when, when the going is tough? And a friend came along um, quite often and just wanted to help. And I shared the idea. And he became my, um, my partner in, in, uh, in, as he invested funds into trying to bring this to life. And I put whatever life savings I had into this. I just, I needed this to happen so much. The, the impact I had on my mental health, I had this agreement with my partner, Vanessa, that in front of Angela, everything was fine. Everything was great. I can't tell you the number of times that I made silly fart sounds or poured water over my head or pretended to, before just to make my child laugh and make her feel like, okay, maybe things aren't as bad as they appear. But in that hospital hallway or in that car or at home, I'm yelling at myself in the mirror, I'm punching walls. I'm really hating myself for being so useless and such a, a crappy dad because I can't do anything to help this little girl. So the idea comes out. We have funding. We start going to a prototype stage. And when I say prototype, there was a lovely old lady that lives a couple of streets away from where I live. And she is known for making alterations to children's school uniforms. And, you know, if you've got, if you bought yourself a new dress or suit and you just needed it alterated a little bit, you know. Those people are magical. I, yeah, <laughs> I love those people. <laughs> well, she took pity on me. And gee, she was patient. And she said, I'll help you. So she was the one that um, went through all of these various prototypes. But we eventually came out with a design. And I want you to imagine I walk back into this hospital with my construction gear on. I have my work boots, my bright green colored uh, T-shirt, my dirty pants on, hard hat. And I walk into the hospital admin office and I share with them this terrible prototype with threads hanging off it and I say to the staff there hey can we give this out to the kids do you mind of course they said no who am I (laughs) but um it was the parents that I got to meet in the hospital and the nurses that kept encouraging me and kept pushing me and said no keep asking keep knocking on that door and in June 2018 I walked back into that hospital I hold my daughter's hand in one and I hold the super tea in another. And if you bring up that picture again, 
it's it we settled on plastic press studs that go from the underarms down and over the shoulder it's cotton just like any other hospital gown the underarms are exposed for the thermometer checks that nurses check every four hours the temperature of a child Mm -hmm. the shoulder studs allowed to bypass all the breathing tubes feeding tubes you can have as many wires and tubes as you wish you can organize them and bypass them they can go through an mri machine but it was about how do we bring this experience to a child how do we make this child feel like they're a superhero and that's when the creativity and imagination came in this is the fun part i loved telling this part of the story there was a student that i um i came across at some event and she mentioned she was a graphic designer and i said I really need your help. <laughs> and she helped design the first uh, graphic to place on the Super Team. This is before we had the Marvel edition. And we spent hours trying to create one that didn't replicate any existing superhero design because we didn't want any infringements or any cease and desist letters. And it was another parent that said, hey, why don't you present this as a care pack and not just as a shirt? So it was a medical, being a medical garment, we need to find a way to protect it. So we looked at different packaging and then we found that, okay, we're going to put this in a biscuit tin. Mm-mm. If it's safe enough to keep your biscuits and your cookies, it's safe <laughs> enough to protect a medical garment. It's my motto of life. I love that. Right. It, ca- it came with stickers. It came with a, a, a comic book that a comic artist in Florida designed for us. And it told the story of and, and it's just if you could just share your imagination with someone and you share your vision they just pick it up and then they add their little magic dust to it mm-hmm. so um and yes when i say failing forward there's always alterations and i found myself having to let go of perfection very quickly i was after progress because i needed to come out with this and it's interesting when you set a date that this needs to come out by how quickly people move because yeah. there's no time to be slow. You've got to meet this date and it's not negotiable. So in the comic book, he designed images that told the story about how we used to visit hospitals before COVID. We would have these amazing costume entertainers that spend ridiculous amount of money on their costumes, cosplayers as they're called. And we would give them a script on how to interact with the children and the story is, is that they were giving up their time saving the world and fighting crime to meet their hero, which is the child that they've heard mm-hmm. so much about. And it's an interesting inter- interaction when you have Captain America asking a child, how can I be brave like you are? <laughs> and we had a special thing for it. It was called The Moments. It's when the child is confused. Why are superheroes coming to visit me? wanting my autograph and picture, that moment they go silent, that maybe just for a moment they're starting to see what others see in them, which is mm-hmm. you are amazing, you're, you're super powerful, you're stronger than you, you think you are. Everybody thinks that you're a superhero. Maybe you can believe that too. And here's a costume of your own to prove it. Mm-hmm. Our slogan was every superhero deserves a costume, and I, I just love that. Um, so we launched in June, 2018, the media caught on 
and I had to give up my 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 job as a construction worker because I, I fell in love with this. We started as a for-profit, for-purpose, not knowing, you know, would this be something that would sit on the shelves of gift shops? Everybody was buying these and we would say, where do you want me to send your super teas? And they would say, just give it out. So it had to become a charity. Mm-hmm. So again, trading forward, it's like you go one direction, you have to be able to adjust and adapt. It's as if tells you, okay, this is what everybody's thinking. This is the feedback. This is, is making it hard, maybe change to make it easier. So we got our charity status in October 2020. And then a phone call came in. And I was looking after the children and they were driving me crazy, as they often do. And I missed the person's name. I missed the person's name when I entered the call. And I said, sorry, who's calling? And they said, oh, yes, uh, Jason, this is Kate. And I'm calling, I'm calling from the Walt Disney Company. Mm. And uh, I, had, I sat down and the first thing that went through my mind was do, do not stuff up this phone call, Jason. Just don't. don't. <laughs> 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 what did this do? is a spam call. Bye. <laughs> say anything stupid um so we we, we're now in collaboration with the Walt Disney Company for their Marvel designs which just makes sense it makes sense these kids now can become the superheroes that they see in the movies when I look back at failing forward um I just I want I want to stress this point and there's a very important point I want to make for everyone I have no tertiary education I have no artistic skills uh, I don't know how to run a charity. I don't know how to interpret a financial document very well. Um, I don't know how to sew a button, nor do I know how to make a T-shirt. I don't know anything about graphic design. But I know a lot of people that are good at that. And I know a lot of people that care about the same things I care about. And I let them show me or let me follow them Um to, to tell me the best way because that's what they're proficient in. That's what they're good at. And I think if, if you just move out of your own way and think, oh, I have to do this, no one can do it as good as me, I, I think you'll be surprised, especially when you share the vision. Uh, I think a lot of people, they don't spend a lot of time. Um, I've lost you. Are you there? Uh-oh. No. Oh, oh, I think you might be back. Okay. Yep. Sorry. There we go. That's okay. Uh, Let me. Can you see me? Yes. Yep. We can see you. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, And yeah, I, I, I think because I was so clear on how I want this super tea product to look and the impact I wish for it to make and and the experience I want to deliver to the child and how I want this child to feel and how we want them to feel more comfortable in the mission. And I shared all of that. They were able to understand and then able to share their experience with me. And it's kind of like, okay, I've got all these ingredients now. How do I cook? Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to have a, a healthy relationship with adversity. A lot of people look at adversity and they, they look at problems 
and they say, well, why me? Why, why do I have to face this? Uh, you know, why is it so hard? If you just tweak it a bit and look at your, um, your problem or your adversity as a, uh, tilt tail sign or a indicator or an opportunity to overcome or to make an adjustment or to learn something from or to um, provide the opportunity for someone to come in and help you overcome together. And for you, again, to move out of your way, I, I think a lot of progress can happen. And I think we create, uh, I believe, 80% of the problems we create ourselves. True. I think that's hard to say. <laughs> Yeah. What designs do you have and how do people get them? Okay. So we deliver to hospitals in Australia nationwide. We deliver to all the major children's hospitals. At the moment, we have two designs, a Captain America and Captain Marvel. Disney went to the effort of designing the biscuit tin. They loved that idea. Uh, they designed the activity book, the stickers, they designed uh, a bookmark. They even managed to get a personal message from actor Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, and Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. So when the children receive these care packs, they can take mum and dad's phone and shoot a QR code to hear a special message about how this child is now an Avenger. <laughs> um and really, I see these two designs as the start. My mountaintop view, my hope is that Super T becomes the go-to gift for any child in hospital. If there's a loved one that wants to be able to gift one to a child, uh, I, I, I want to consider a Super T over, I mean, what else would you give a child? Maybe toys? You wouldn't give them flowers. You wouldn't give them a gift basket. It's really toys, isn't it? So, um I want that to, to be the go-to gift and I want whatever child is diagnosed with a life-threatening condition, I want there to be a super tea available for them for free. Hmm. That's my mission. So we deliver them direct to hospitals um, and the dream is to replace the hospital gown. No one wants to wear a hospital gown. If I was on this podcast now wearing a hospital gown you would know it doesn't look quite right <laughs> something's wrong there maybe you're speaking to the wrong person um but i think what you wear matters and it's the studies have indicated that um that you know if you put a, um, a costume on a child the benefits that it has so i think hospital gowns represent illness mm -hmm. i mean when you think about it but what I found out about superhero costumes is quite cool. They did these studies in uh, Minnesota. Uh, I was speaking to a child psychologist. Her name is Dr. Stephanie Carlson. And um, I can send you the link about this cool study they did. They got these kids, I think, aged four to eight years old. And one by one, they would bring these kids into a room where there was a table and a glass box with a locked door on it. And inside this glass box was a, was a toy. And they handed these kids one by one uh, a bunch of keys. And they said, if you can find the key that unlocks this door, you can have the toy inside. The thing was, none of the keys worked. <laughs> they just wanted to know how long until that child gave up. Now, let me ask you, what do you think happened when they put a costume on a child? 
the time it took them to give up increased. That's my guess. Absolutely. It doubled the it amount like, yeah. of resistance time. Exactly. And um, what they think it is, is that it's something called psychological distancing. They're now looking at the task uh, through the eyes of a superhero rather than themselves. So it's no longer, you know, Catherine or Richard, um, you know, going into the room to take on a task to save the day. It's now, you know, Captain America or Captain Marvel, you know, and <laughs> they start to in, impersonate that character. And what do we know about superheroes? They don't give up. And when I found out about this, I was like, yes, we, we've got to have, we've got to have this as part of our costume. So my hope is that our child can go into hospital one day and the one thing they could look forward to is, you know, can I have a, a, a Captain America super tea? I'll also love a princess. Can I also get a um, NBA um, <laughs> rockets? Can I also get whatever they consider themselves or want their, themselves to be perceived as and for them to have fun with? I think is the objective. Have fun. Yes. But, yeah. And I think, sorry. I think part of what that does too, and this is one of our goals with Hearts Need Art is that you're humanizing their experience in the hospital. So instead of it just being everyone, it's the same gown, it's the same room, you know, you're, um, you're bringing in elements of their personality, whether you're making art together or music, or it's in the garment that they get to wear, they get to make a choice um, so that they're not just another patient <laughs> sitting on the exactly. board. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it, I think it goes a little bit further than that. It's the power of imagination and the power of imaginative play. Correct me if I'm wrong. The purpose of art is to invoke emotion, some sort of emotion. And it's the platform to express one's emotion. Would you agree with that? I would agree 100%, with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So by wearing a costume, we're hoping that it changes something within them. Mm -hmm. Aside from the fact that it's a costume that is practical, that helps them feel more comfortable, but it's what it symbolizes. I, I would love for this garment, and it's going to say, sound strange what I'm going to say now, but I think you'll, you, you'll agree with me. I want Super T to be so cool, so respected, and so loved that it makes healthy kids jealous. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the opposite happens so often. There are so many children that are looking through their hospital room windows and they're seeing the playground on the ground floor and they're seeing kids play there and they don't understand why they can't go, why they can't go down to play, why they have to go through all of this. Why, why me? Why can't I be like them? Right. And they are, they are terribly jealous of why they can't just live a normal life like other kids. And super tears are given to very, very sick kids. They're given to children facing life-threatening conditions, um, serious injuries, burns, even victims of physical and sexual abuse. They are given to very, very unwell children. And we're not even scratching the surface on the number of kids that we can help. Um, just by comparison, there are roughly about 13 major children's hospitals in Australia. From last count, I believe in America, there are close to 253. 
So there are a lot of kids out there that need help. Yes. How can people support you and Super T? And uh, what's the best way to connect with you? So for me, I have this dream of a Super T available for any child that needs one wherever they are in the world. And I would love to introduce the Super T to your side of the world one day. And I know it's a big problem to overcome, but we're going to call it an, a, a challenge or an opportunity <laughs> or an adversity. Because just like I've solved all the other problems or adversities and challenges in my life, it has been with the help of other people. Mm -hmm. I can't just rock up to the States and say, hey, here's Super Tees. <laughs> there you go. No, it's going to take an army of people. It's going to take a community that care about kids, that see the merit in this and want to make an impact. And just even by sharing this podcast, just by sharing it to groups in Facebook groups, to other parents, it is, it's amazing the, the capacity and the, I think we underestimate how much of an impact we can make individually. So sharing on social media has the best chance. It's free advertising guys, just by clicking share and making a bit of a write up saying, Hey, listen to this because I think this will help others. If anything, you're helping to raise awareness. But we do have our own web website. It's super T and I spell it as you can see, super T au or as you can see on the the word there supertea.org.au and just just support us um we have a, a handful of people that have discovered us uh, and they live in the states and they're doing everything they can knocking on doors to try and introduce the super tea over there um and if it happens, it happens because of the help of others. So yeah, th there's, there's that. And also I forgot to mention, we are a registered charity and we also have uh, a registration status in America. So by okay. donating to us, even though we're in Australia, you do get a tax deduction in America as well. Wow. Awesome. And I put uh, the link in the comments. So mm -hmm. wherever you're watching this, you can go uh, click on that. Or if you're listening to it, I'm sure it's in the show notes. Catherine's really good at that. Um, <laughs> I, as someone who was in the hospital this year for a couple of weeks, I kept thinking like, mm -hmm. I want one of those. Like as an adult, I feel like that would just be like you said, like it would just be fun. Like that's what I would love about it. It's just the reaction from my staff coming in, like seeing that, like everybody gets to experience that. And even not just, not just the child, like everyone gets a little boost when they get to interact with them. And I, I just love it so much. It's such an awesome idea. Yeah. Well, we cater for ages one to 12. We are, we do have prototypes for an adult adolescent version. Yes. The feedback that we well the feedback that we have so far is that they would love a garment that has some real smart ass remarks on there. That yes. you know, humor humor <laughs> has so many benefits. And uh, I th I think Richard you might like what we have in store. Um, 
it'll be the sort of raised eyebrow. Are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> I think um, we, we need to check back in like yes. in a few months and see where this is at. Cause... And then put a warning before we <laughs> right. talk about it. This is my very first not G-rated Explicit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I think we all suffer, don't we? We all suffer in our life some shape or form. And, uh, you know, suffering is, is a way that we learn and we change and we appreciate, and, you know, th there's a lot of lessons in suffering, but it's something that draws us together because it's, it's so common and it's something that we all share together. But humor is a way to make that suffering a little bit more bearable. Suffering and love, I think, are the two things. And kindness. I think kindness is the antidote to suffering. I really believe that. I just like I want to talk forever. I want to <laughs> yes. talk forever. <laughs> Every time, yes, because it's just so. I want to hear just how your life. I need you to come back at some point, yeah, and talk again just about your own journey through this, outside of like the behind the scenes, like as a caretaker, as a parent, as someone who's starting this organization. Like I want to hear all about that. Um, but we promised you a half an hour and we're at 40 minutes. So yeah. Apologies. Uh, no, 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 that's no, not no, your no, fault. No, that's no, our no. fault. Um, but can, before we leave, can we ask how your daughter's doing? Can we get an update on her? So Angela had her scan last week. She was diagnosed at one year old. Uh, she was born in 2012, diagnosed two weeks after her first birthday at, in 2013. She's 10 years old. She had her scans last week and they all came back clear. Thank God. Yeah. We have canned uh, clapping, but uh, <laughs> that's amazing. How does she, <laughs> is she, yeah. Is she able to now kind of process it more, what she's gone through and how does, how does that make her feel knowing that? I mean, at that age and she's seeing dad on the TV and newspaper, I had to sit down with her only recently and have that difficult conversation with her. Thankfully, she was very young when she went through everything. She doesn't quite remember. Mm -hmm. But we sat down and we had a real good talk about how serious her condition was, how there was a high chance we were going to lose her and that she should be grateful that she was able to overcome everything but also for her to realize how strong and amazing and incredible she is. So when she says things to me like, I don't think I can ever ride a bike because it's too hard. Well, I think you've overcome a lot harder things, darling. So like, let me pull this out of the archive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when she struggles in school, when there's a bully, um, she's faced so many more difficult things that she, she's got this, she can handle this. And um, she's not alone. She's got a lot of people in her corner. So I tried to explain it to her that she didn't get scared um, because it's it's natural. And even with myself, I still think I, I have some PTSD with everything that she went through. But again, it's, it's the people that you surround yourself around that help. Um, yeah. I, I, as long as she, she, she knows that she, she's not alone and that, there's a lot of people that love and care for her. That is what I think that's what all makes the difference for all of us, isn't it? By ourselves, we're just one little stick that is easy to break. But when you get a bunch of sticks together, it's really hard to break that, isn't it? So. Mm -hmm. 
I think uh, <laughs> if I can, I'll, I'll leave one more, one more um, uh, news to share um, before we, we wrap this up. Disneyland was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How old was she when you got to go? Uh, she went when she was about five years old. Oh, yeah. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much. No, thank you. Talking to an amazing update. I want to, I don't know, we have, again, one of those one person things. I feel like we need to help you get here in the States. Um, we work at Harsing Art primarily with adolescent young adults, but we do some with children and we have connections. And yes. it was just such a great, great organization you've put together and what a great mission thank you thank you it'll be an honor to um to have any support any any help whatsoever from our um from our friends on the other side of the world um <laughs> so yeah if if you find one day you hear that super tea has arrived in america it is because of the help of others and um i wouldn't have it any other way personally it's mm -hmm. It's a privilege and it's an honor and I've learned so much and I've formed so many friendships being on this journey. Uh, the world can seem very cold and cruel sometimes, but there are good people out there that want to help and make all the difference. I would not, I am the example of that. I would not be here without their help. We're going to fit a lot of people on the screen next time, invite them all and we'll have a little <laughs> reunion here on the podcast amazing I, I really appreciate you having me on it's um it's i think it's a great name for a podcast and i think it's a it's 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 great that we're able to share our story and i hope um a lot of people find benefit with what we've discussed i don't see how they wouldn't yeah and all the, i mean just amazing <laughs> all the links are in either the show notes or the comments here make sure you check out supertea.org au jason thank you so much Thank you. Jason. Thank you. Take care. Uh, make sure you're um, subscribing wherever you're watching and listening. We'll be back, of course, next week with new episodes. Keep creating, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health Fit. This episode is produced by Hearts Lead Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, and hosted by Richard Wilmore and Catherine Partisini. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in speaking because of something you've heard on this podcast.